This is Behind the Mic with Audiophile Magazine, where we help you discover the best in audiobook listening. Throughout this month, which is Audiobook Month, we're dedicating each day to one of the audiophile's golden voice narrators. Starting off, we are introducing five new golden voices who are honored with this Lifetime Achievement Award. This is Michelle Cobb, publisher of Audiophile Magazine, here with Johnny Heller, one of our Golden Voice Award winners. How are you today, Johnny? Very well. It's actually a stupendous delight to be here. Stupendous delight. I like that language. So um, You can have it. Great. Take it. <laughs> so I wanted to ask you a few questions about your time as an audiobook narrator. So tell me. Have you ever done anything outrageous to get into character for an audiobook? I don't know about outrageous. I've done some, most things I do lean toward the bizarre in general. So it's hard to say what would be more outrageous than another thing. I, I will say one that, odd thing that comes to mind. I did a, narrators always want to get books that are series because then, you know, you're doing, you know, a bunch. So Michael Buckley wrote a book for a young adult, YA called NERDS, the National Espionage Rescue and Defense Society. And it's called NERDS. And I was not told there were going to be a bunch of books. So the first book is like five kids that have, how do you call them, impairments, difficulties, uh, uh, weaknesses, any kind of thing, that are turned, in fact, into strengths that help them defeat evil criminals. Like a kid with braces, the braces become weaponized. A little, a little tiny kid becomes really mighty and strong when he... I think he eats something. I forget now. And one kid has asthma, bad asthma, and he uses his inhalers. They become like rocket packs so he can fly around. Wow. So, so the first story was all of them. Well, then I didn't know there was going to be a story about each one was going to be the hero of an event. And my asthma kid had really bad asthma. So when I had to do his character, because he had to be, I had to recreate the characters. And I said, oh, no, because it was bad. And I am. Um, I had to hyperventilate to kind of make it happen. Wow. And so at least three times in recording, I passed out. No way. <laughs> Cause, yeah, yeah, because I was really in character, because I was, I was wheezing too much, and I had made that the, the character choice. So that there's a lesson for, for you out there. If you're going to make a character choice, make sure it's not something that makes you pass out. Were you alone in the booth, or did you have an, an engineer, like, watching you pass I'm, out? I'm trying to remember. I think... When I, I think the first round of them, I think, were some engineers, and I did them at home. But I'm pretty sure my, uh, my pal Spencer uh, Villa, who was, I worked at the Recorded Books, was there for one of the exciting pass-out episodes. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're not out for a long time. It's kind of like, all of a sudden, you, you, you faint. <laughs> it's a great way to get out of, you know, you know a lot of high school courses. <laughs> I don't know if that's what I call character prep, but that was the most bizarre thing I ever did to be in character. Yeah, I read a lot of uh, noir kind of things. And if my characters are drinking or, or eating something, then that's what I want to do. Ah. I always, I always come out of the studio and go, man, I could really go for a steak and a bourbon. And Joanna says, what are you reading? <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. So tell me, I mean, obviously you narrate a lot of audiobooks. What's your favorite genre to narrate and, and why? I, my favorite stuff is the private eye thriller kind of thing. I, I just always like that. My voice tends to lend itself that way. I like the, uh, like I just did Noir by Christopher Moore for Harper, and it was, that was perfect for me. I just like that style, that, uh, that, that P.I. The, from the, you know, the, the Bogart kind of guy. I've always liked that, and I always, I dig history a lot. But mostly, I think if I had to pick one, I would do Noir and then history, then probably uh, anything that's got a smart ass as the hero, something funny, allegedly funny at least. 
what johnny hellard playing the smart ass i can't picture it yeah fancy that yeah <laughs> how to put how to put your mind around that yeah so do you ever get to interact with the authors of the books that you are narrating i do generally it's a great thing i like interaction from the author and say, hey, I'm doing your book. And they say, hey, that's great. I'm looking forward to it. And then after they say, that was great. Let's go have a drink. I like that. I'm not really keen on anyone saying, let's do it this way. Because I think they have their art and we have ours. But I become, uh, there, I mean, there's a few, I actually wrote down some names. So I don't try and leave anyone out. But Troy Seuss did the Mickey Rawlings baseball mystery series. And w he and I hit it off pretty well and uh, got to know each other a little bit. And he wrote a character in one of his books named Johnny Heller. I was an umpire that threw Mickey Mantle out of, I mean, uh, Babe Ruth out of a game. No, I didn't know it until I did it. I said, oh my goodness, it was great. Dan Gutman and I, he does a lot of the kids' books, the Joe Stashek uh, baseball card mystery series, and he lives not far from me. Uh, Terry Truman and I have been out a few times. Todd Goldberg, who wrote the uh, the, the Gangsterland novels. We became, Actually, because of social media, it's much easier to get in touch with these guys and be friendly with them. Uh, Chris Moore, I consider a friend now. I mean, he's been, he and I have chatted and uh, he, he wrote Noir, which is very funny and perfect uh, Noir kind of book. And he's a good guy. And Adam Gidwitz. So there's a number I've become kind of friendly with. I think I've only had one negative interchange with an author, but by and large, the response, I mean, the, the relationship has always been good. And it's always good to get to know the authors because you get a good feel, a better feel for what they're hoping you'll do with their work. So I try, I try and let every author know that I'm doing their stuff and I'm looking forward to it. And, and I hope that they respond positively. If they want to respond before and say, oh, by the way, when you get to this part, I was thinking this, that's great. But generally you hear back from them saying that's really, really good. Some people said, I was, yeah, I've got card notes and said that, hey, I didn't know who you were. I was really concerned how they would do my book. I really appreciate what you did with it. And I think that's very rewarding. Well, thank you, Johnny. I really appreciate you taking the time to walk us through your perspective on audiobook narration. And congratulations once again. Well, thank you. It's a great honor, and I'm really, really pleased to receive it. You're most welcome. Support for Behind the Mic comes from Oasis Audio. We'll be back tomorrow with another Golden Voice narrator. All of Audiophile's Golden Voices are profiled on our website at audiophilemagazine.com slash golden dash voices, where you can listen to samples and find an audiography of all of their audiobooks. 